When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 49ers Rush Podcast. Let's go. Down the middle, George Kittle, so they hit him with the seam. Jimmy G, outcast, so he's fresh and clean, clean. RPO flow, so you know he pitch it to Raheem. Trent's out front, so you know what it's gonna be. Bubble screens at the house, and they screaming TD on repeat. Debo's at the line, it's a freebie. Ustex in the back, and he's like, they don't see me. Faithful stand up, it's time to get greedy. What is going on, 49ers faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I love it seeing the hashtag CC. What's up, Noe? Hey, Lewis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Love everybody showing up on, I think it's Thursday. I, I don't even know my days of the week right now. It's so crazy. You, know, you get into the rhythm of the season and the school year and all these different things. But man, once the <laughs> the you know keeping pace with you know film breakdowns and scouting reports and practice reports, that's my calendar. <laughs> and so with the calendar gone, it uh it gets a little rough. But we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. You know, it was funny we recorded our podcast last week, the day Robert Sala officially signed with the Jets, and I remember saying on the podcast, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to speculate. Because there's so many question marks. Who's going to take over all those things? Well, guess what? We have some finality to it now. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the 49ers moves, kind of where everything is in the state of the franchise, the defense, the offense. There's movement everywhere. Obviously, we're going to talk some NFL draft. Um, Two of the top corners we're going to be diving into considerably. I'm going to show some film clips, some breakdowns, uh, go over some scouting reports that I have on them, my draft write-ups for them, some stats, all those different things. Really like this cornerback draft. And again, you look at the state of the franchise for the quarterback position, it's not good. (laughs) It's bad, bad, bad. We have nobody signed. There's nobody. So cornerback is something that is probably going to be addressed both in free agency and in the NFL draft. Now, where, uh, you know, is it going to be the first round pick? A lot of people want corner uh, quarterback there. Uh, corners, it's, it's, it's got to play a role at some point. It's a premium position in the NFL. Is it as important as quarterback? Absolutely not. But you still got to do something there. And I've seen it right off the bat. What's up, Martin? Um, uh, yeah, Jarek McKinnon. You know, I, I didn't put this in my draft notes, but I'm seeing it already brought up in the chat. So, yeah, let, let, let's chit-chat about this just a little bit. Because 
Jarek McKinnon, you know, him and Debo went live on Instagram yesterday. And <laughs> the question was basically asked uh, to Jarek McKinnon, if you, are you willing to come back to the 49ers next year? To which he responded, F no. Um, <laughs> I get it. You know, as, as a football player, you want to play. His playing time here was not significant whatsoever. You know, the injuries, but the, the 49ers were loyal to him. But even with, you know, you look at how it finally finished, he got no playing time whatsoever. A lot of that's because he sucked. But as a player, you can't have that mindset. You have to have, oh, somebody's stopping me from being as great as I want to be, so I've got to move on. And to be honest with you, the 49ers weren't going to bring him back anyway. Uh, he cashed in with us, though. So I don't think he's upset with the 49ers, but I don't think he wants to go somewhere he can play. And I wish him the best. Uh, I'm... It was awful watching Jet play, and the nickname just didn't follow, whether that was the injuries or what. Uh, running backs have a shelf life. Uh, unfortunately, he spent his on IR for the 49ers, which is a bummer. Uh, no ill will. I, I get it. I understand the mindset, even if it is completely misplaced, which that is because, again, he was trash. Um, all right. So if you guys have questions, as always, uh, please put those in the chat. Tag me at John Chapman so that I can see it. Yeah, McKinnon, uh, goodbye. I, I'm with you, Eddie. We got to get that guy out of here. And it, it's just done. Now, there are some different moving pieces out there. And let, let's talk about that. So Robert Sala officially goes to the Jets. And I'm so happy for him. It just came out. He's not even going to be calling the defense. He's going to focus on head coach, personnel, all that stuff. I think that's the best choice Robert Sala could ever make. Um, his biggest deficiency was in in-game adjustments. And so I'm happy for him, happy for the Jets, hope they do well. But now let's focus on the 49ers. The 49ers are going to receive two third-round picks, baby, for this move. The best time in the history of the NFL to lose a defensive coordinator. We got lucky. And so we get a third-round pick in 2021 and then a third-round pick in 2022 as well. Part as the uh, This is part of the NFL's um, kind of movement to try to get more minority hires. Uh, we're seeing that it's helping, but not enough. The fact that Eric Bieniemy still doesn't have a head coaching job is just absolutely ludicrous. I don't know if he's just a terrible interviewer, but I don't think that's the issue. Whenever you see what he has put out there on the field, um, man, that guy, he should have a head coaching job. There's no doubt about it. But uh, So the 49ers get two draft picks. Now, these are back-end comp picks. So around pick 100 you know there's 32 picks in every single round and then they add in 32 compensation picks so if we add this to the updated 49ers where we're picking we got a lot of draft picks okay um, so let's go through it this is our updated draft pick order we have our first rounder we have our original second rounder now we traded away our third for trent williams that was a great trade you got an all pro left tackle year one um now we get the third back for Robert Sala. Now, if you're looking at just the difference between where our original pick was, um, it would have been around pick 75, uh, the one that we traded away. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, pick 74, to be exact, uh, to Washington. So they got that pick. And so we're going to be getting back around pick 100. So we're dropping back about 25 spots, but still. Then we have our original fourth, our original fifth rounder, but we get two extra fifth round picks. So we're going to have three total. And if you look at the 49ers history in the fifth round, everybody loves it, 
Drake Greenlaw, uh, George Kittle. Yeah, it, they've done very, very well there. Now, do you expect that? Hell no. If you expect that, no, just no. <laughs> but you do like that there's a little bit of history there and having success in that fifth round. So we got our original fifth round. Then we get a fifth round pick from the Saints for Quan um, Alexander. That has not finalized yet, which I don't know why. All of the reports keep saying that he met all of the play qualifications. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. Their pick in the fifth round will be pick number 122. And then we'll get another fifth round compensation pick for Emmanuel Sanders also signing with New Orleans. So that pick's going to be even dropped further, probably around pick 140. Then we've got a sixth rounder, our original. And then we get an additional seventh rounder in the Jordan Willis trade um, with uh, the New York Jets. So we got that seventh rounder and then our original seventh. So we got a lot of picks. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten draft choices in the 2021 NFL draft currently. Now, John Lynch, probably one of my favorite things about John Lynch is that he will move around the draft board like a crazy person. Um, we have seen so many trades. Uh, last year they trade, you know, from 13 down, and then they trade, you know, from 31 up. They move like crazy. He almost broke the record for most draft day trades his very first year as GM. I expect that to continue. Um, do the 49ers need to draft 10 people? Eh, maybe we do have a solid roster. We are losing a lot. So you want to bring in a bunch, but you've got to make something happen with those picks. You've got to hit. And a lot of people are saying, hey, use those picks. Use them all to go get Deshaun Watson. I am with you. Uh, if you have to trade three first-rounders for Deshaun Watson, you do it. I don't think there's any way Houston loses Deshaun Watson. And if they do lose them, you look at teams like the Jets or Miami that just have so much more draft capital than we do. Multiple first-rounders in multiple years. Uh, it's hard for us to compete with that. Now, the one thing that I will say is very beneficial about the 49ers and Houston Texans, we're not in the AFC. So if you're going to trade a top three quarterback in the NFL that's 25 years old, I think, you want to trade them out of conference. So that's one area that would put us up over um, <clears throat> you know, the Jets and Miami. Yeah, obviously, he loves 49ers. You know, he's seen them walking around in the Joe Montana jersey. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I really, really don't. Um, uh, Daniel asked this, will there be games at the stadium this year? I don't know. Um, I'd like to say they should be happening. There's no doubt they should have happened this year. But you know, my sons, you know, they postponed. My son plays high school football. Uh, we live in Pasadena. And, you know, they postponed it the season, postponed it, postponed it. They finally canceled it. And what's going to change now uh, to August? Yeah, the vaccine and all those things are going out, and hopefully they increase. But NFL players are not going to be on the <laughs> The vaccination list absolutely not so the nfl has already informed all teams we're staying under the exact same protocols that we did for the 2020 offseason they've canceled the combine which pisses me off um and you know they're they're going to be able to do medical checks and all those things but that's not for the fans that's not for us we don't get to see it so there, there's some problems there i think nfl will be it's going to happen for sure if it happened this year it's going to happen next year but, yeah, you're right. It, it, there's a possibility 
29 teams in the NFL are going to be able to have fans and all those things. And the 49ers it might be one of the only teams, them California teams, with nobody there. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm pretty bummed about it, but San Francisco and L.A., they're just, I don't know. I'll stay out of that one. Anyway, so Robert Saul is gone. And we also, um, we also lost a GM. Well, not a GM. One of our personnel people, Martin Mayhew, joined the Washington football team. And, man, so close. He had, so, he had a couple interviews for GM jobs. He didn't get one. Uh, so we get no compensation pick for him leaving, but I'm happy for him. He was our number three in the personnel. Went John Lynch, Adam Peters, Martin Mayhew. Martin Mayhew's gone. He was our number three. He's going to be their number two. And the language in this new rule says um, the only way you will be rewarded for compensation pick is if a minority or a woman, uh, whatever, it becomes the primary personnel person, decision maker. He's not going to be that. He's going to be the number two. So he got a promotion, but it doesn't reflect in a pick. The good news is Adam Peters gets to stay. So our number one and our number two on the personnel side does not change whatsoever. Now, with Soligon, we had to promote D.C. D'Amico Ryans, and it didn't take long at all. Kyle Shanahan knew what he was going to do before this. He talked about how he would consider D'Amico Ryans, um, and I really, really liked this kid. I loved him coming out of college. You know, He was the rookie of the year back in 2006, came out of Alabama, You know, went to the Houston Texans, and it was just a freaking stud player. Now, he played there for the Houston Texans, Back when Kyle Shanahan was a coach there. So the Shanahan loyalty program continues as strong as ever. And he was defensive rookie of the year, two-time pro bowler. I mean, the guy was just a beast, all pro linebacker. So he's done it from the player perspective. But as a coach, he didn't have a lot of experience. Um, you know, he came on with the 49ers at 2017 as a defensive quality control coach when Kyle Shanahan came in. And after that year. Uh, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, one of the best beat writers for the Texans, I think he's covered them for like 45 years, he said that the Texans put in and tried to snatch D'Amico Ryans away from the 49ers, and Shanahan blocked it and gave him a promotion. So that first year, he was a defensive quality control coach. Texans tried to come get him. Shanahan is very, very stingy with his coaches. And so he promoted him to inside linebackers coach so that he could keep him. And now, after two short years, he's going to be the defensive coordinator. I love this move. I really, really do for several reasons. One, our scheme now has continuity. Nothing's going to change. We have somebody else calling the defense. That's There's going to be some <laughs> learning moves there. But the, the continuity for the scheme is so important. Our defense worked. Even last year, whenever you look at all the injuries and all the stuff that happened, we still had a top five defense. Top five. We, we finished fifth in total yards allowed. Uh, you could look at points. We're still top 10. Like, we had a great defense. Now, if you take away all the points Nick Mullins gave the other team, we're probably even higher than that. I digress. Um, I had to get that out. I feel a little bit better. <laughs> but, but the linebackers of this team, they're huge. Fred Warner is as important as anybody on this roster. Dre Greenlaw, huge. Look at the huge step Aziz made. I love... That we are flourishing at that position, you promote that position, and everything should stay the same. Now, one of the things that got Robert Sala the job, rightfully so, I'm very, very happy for him. I uh, hope he does well. 
but it was time for him to go, and I hope he dominates out there. But his enthusiasm and the way players loved him. You know, we all have the famous gif of him just going crazy on the sidelines. We've seen it a hundred times. Go back and watch that. You're going to see a guy right behind him going crazy as well. That's D'Amico Ryans. That dude's enthusiasm, it's on par, if not further, ahead than Robert Salas. The dude is an animal, and the way that he interacts with players is just wonderful. He just seems like an awesome human being. Everywhere he has been, nobody has anything bad to say about this guy. Um, You know, he played with Philly for a while. I've got a lot of really close Eagles friends. Um, They love this guy. Uh, Even talked with a couple of the writers over there. Nothing but glowing remarks. Um, uh, Nobody has anything bad to say about him. So, again, you're keeping that player, locker room, people want to be here. (laughs) Not Jerry McKinnon, but everybody else wants to be here. Um, I love it. So, D'Amico Ryans, he's going to be our D.C., and you're talking about somebody with very little coaching history. But let's see uh, kind of what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, Joseph says, man, most of our coaches are off to New York, New York. You're not wrong. You know, Robert Sala did bring uh, Mike LaFleur with him to New York. But I'm going to be honest with you. LaFleur was leaving no matter what. He would have left last year if Shanahan didn't block it. His brother in Green Bay, uh, which they can't make any moves right now because, you know, they're still playing. But he would have gone to Green Bay if he didn't go with uh, LaFleur to New York. And that's great because we got to keep the other guy that was so important. Again, it went Kyle Shanahan, he's everything. He's still calling the plays, so whatever. Then you had two play architects, LaFleur and Mike McDaniels. McDaniels was the run game. LaFleur was the passing game. So the fact that LaFleur went to New York, that means we got to keep McDaniel. And he had <laughs> interviews for offensive coordinator positions on his own. And so we got really, really lucky. We promoted him to pure OC, and he's, he's incredible. I, I love this guy. The relationship that he has, the two most prominent players that have come out and spoken so highly on him are Kyle Juszczyk and Trent Williams. Guess what? Both of those are free agents now that want to return to the 49ers. This definitely helps with that. Uh, McDaniel, he, he's graduated from Yale. You know he's smart. You see the guy, he's like 5'8", 180. Um, yeah, I mean, he's exactly what you want in an offensive coordinator, right? You look at it and you just say, holy cow, this guy, uh, he's like a mad scientist. This is what <laughs> he looks like. Now, you look at his coaching history, and it, it he has followed Kyle Shanahan everywhere everywhere he was an intern with the denver broncos under kyle shanahan's dad back in 2005 uh, then the houston texans washington redskins he was there uh went to cleveland with shanahan falcons with shanahan then to the 49ers he has never been a part of anything they did have one year where he coached the sacramento mountain lions what's up uh, as running backs coach but then he joined right back with kyle shanahan so this guy's been around. Um, you love to have him. He's followed Shanahan everywhere. And he's one of the chief architects of a lot of those dominating run plays. That's what he's an X and O type of guy that has molded the offense to get Kyle Juszczyk's more involved. Kyle Juszczyk credits him with a lot of his success this year, saying uh, Mike McDaniels, he creates these plays. Again, Shanahan's the play caller. It's Shanahan's scheme. But this is important. Now, the good news is we got somebody back. 
<laughs> our old quarterback coach, Rich Scangrello. Um, I freaking love it. Yeah, he was our quarterback's coach the first year. Whenever we looked at, whenever Kyle Shanahan came and joined the 49ers. And then right after that, he got the offensive coordinator gig with the Denver Broncos. Uh, one year, didn't go well. And then he was with Philadelphia Eagles last year. Now he's back. And what's crazy, and you know, this just came out as well. Robert Sala was trying to get him too. <laughs> and so it turned into a little bit of a bidding war going after this guy to be the quarterback's coach. The 49ers won, obviously. So that that's great. But man, hey, Robert Sala, come on, man. You can't do that to us. Uh, I get it. You got to do what you got to do. The NFL's cutthroat. No ill will there. But man, maybe uh, maybe no Christmas card this year from Shanahan trying to fight for <laughs> his guy. So uh, lots of moves there, but really lots of positives. You can't, you can't get upset about people getting better jobs. That means your franchise is successful. And Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree continues to expand. Um, pretty excited. He's young. He's not as young as some of the other guys out there. But whenever this is all said and done, I guarantee you this. Mike McDaniel is going to be an offensive coordinator or a head coach for a long time. Because you don't go backwards. Scangrello, all right, he went from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator, and then he went back to quarterback coach. So, like, it's not like you go down. Uh, you kind of stay the same. And Mike McDaniel's going to be around for a long time until he gets a head coaching gig, which, man, if, they, if the 49ers can correct the quarterback position, whether that means Jimmy staying healthy, which I know a lot of people just, like, friend or whatever, or that means going and getting somebody else in the NFL draft, did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This offense has not seen its best yet. It really, really hasn't. The, the weapons continue to increase skill position-wise. Just got to get old lines, got some issues, and that quarterback position done. Once that happens, boy, 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 um, we'll have to see what happens, man. It's all there. Yeah, Trent Baalke uh, has been named the Jaguars. Oh, man, G general manager. 
You know, Trent Baalke is, he's something else. He's never gotten along with anybody. He started fights with every single coach, every single front office he's ever been. Um, there are historic stories about him throwing huge fits up in the press box. He's just not a cool dude. Um, the one thing I will say that I did like about Balky is how he manipulated the draft board. He traded around like crazy, and then he drafted ACL players every damn time. Ah, it, it, it pisses me off. Uh, Anthony asked this. The third round pick that we get for Robert Sala, is it the middle of the third? No, it's going to be at the very end. So round pick 100. Um, there are a few other teams as well that will be receiving third round picks from minority hires. Um, us and the Rams are the ones that I know for sure. Um, not sure. Not, not sure who else there, but it's what it is. Now, uh, let's see here. Big Golden Nugget says, you know, 10 rookies won't make the team. Absolutely not. That never happens. And you look to last year, um, I believe the only rookie that didn't make the team was Juwan Jennings, and then he tore his hamstring. He, he That was awful, right? But the team that we had in 2019, in the or sorry, 2020, and the team that we had in 2021 is big time different. We have way more vacancies than we did last year. Now, obviously, no, 10 rookies will not make the team. That's not going to happen. Um, but the one thing I can say is this. There is a better chance to make this team. Because what the 49ers have done, and a lot of NFL teams have done this as well, we have upgraded the top-end talent of our roster. And this is what happens when teams get good. You have to pay good players. You got to pay George Kittle. You got to pay Fred Warner. You're going to have to pay Trent Williams. So what happens is the shift in the money that we spend, it continues to go to the top. And as that happens, your depth has to be sacrificed. So the middle of your roster is not going to be as talented as it was in the past. It just can't. Um, especially whenever you talk about Nick Bosa. You know, he's two years away from an extension as well. Like, there's just so much there. We have a lot of top-end talent. You know, if you just look at our roster right now, we have, again, look at the elite positions that we have. Most teams can't say this. There's 32 teams in the NFL. There's 22 positions, right? Okay, we have the number one tight end in the NFL. If you want to say, well, Kelsey, what he did this year, that's fine. Okay, one or two tight end. He, I think he's the best, whatever. And you're paying him as such. Fred Warner, you have the number one linebacker in the NFL. You're going to have to pay him as such. Trent Williams, the number one left tackle, you're going to have to pay him as such. Nick Bosa, right? There's not a better end out there in the NFL. Uh, I, I believe that, even at just after his rookie year. That's how special he was. Obviously, uh, ACL sucks. He's got plenty of time to recover. Uh, he should be just fine. But if, if he plays on par with what he did his rookie year, top edge player, you got to pay that guy. Um, it, it, it's just what it is. It, it adds up. And so whenever you're in that position, it's hard to pay so many positions elite money. And, you know, if I want to add some fuel to the fire, here we go. Let's piss off uh, half of the podcast listeners right now. You're actually getting somewhat of a deal this year for your quarterback currently. He's due $24 million against the cap. That is the 12th most for any quarterback. That's about where Jimmy G is. At least you're not paying, you know, elite, you know, top five money at the quarterback position. That's nice. Um, but again, if you make one of those trades for somebody like Deshaun Watson or whatever, Matt Stafford, then you are going to be paying elite top five money for one of those players at the quarterback position. So uh, that, that's that's kind of rough. Um, anyway, 
I can see some arguing with the Texans. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, let's see here. Ryan, he says this. Oh, I, I disagree with this, Ryan. Let, let's let's talk. He says, 49ers are close to a rebuild. One, average quarterback. I agree with you there. Two, poached quarterbacks and the coaching staff. That's always going to happen when you have a successful program. Um, three, few free agent money. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we are hurting there. Um, four, over-reliance on Bosa coming off injury. Five, below average O-line help. Um, I, I, I still think in the salary cap era, Ryan, and, and I, quality points. Yeah, it, I, I like some of the stuff you said. One, uh, there's probably five to six elite quarterbacks in this league. And so if you're the 25 other teams that don't have one of those five to six, you're trying to get one. That's all there is to it. And even teams that have one of the five or six, look at Aaron Rodgers, right? MVP of the year. He will be MVP of the year. They traded up in the first round to grab another quarterback. So not only, I guess the argument could be made, all 32 teams want to increase their quarterback value. So the 49ers are not alone. Um, coaching staff, as I said, that's going to happen for every team. Financially, we're right at the league average for 2021. We're not doing too bad. Uh, the fact that we were able to move Quan Alexander and that terrible contract away, Jarek McKinnon contract, that's done. It, we, we do have some contracts that are rough. There's no doubt about that. But I, I don't think that we're close to a rebuild. We have too many significant pieces in place. And the most important significant position is our coach Kyle Shanahan the guy has it um now <laughs> do we need to upgrade some things yes but again if you have a top tier left tackle you've got a top tier defensive end you've got a top tier middle linebacker I love our you know two starting wide receivers our tight ends the best there's so many prominent pieces there I, I don't think you're a rebuilding team whenever you have all of those that are there now, talking about uh, rebuild, let's jump in to some draft talk, baby. All right. Um, cornerback is a huge position of need. We have nobody signed. And, you know, I, I, I dove in pretty deep this week on Patreon for the top two corners. There, there's three top-tier corners in this draft. Patrick Sertan, the second, uh, Alabama. He started since he was a true freshman. He is clean. He is sound. Uh, his ceiling's not super high. And we'll, I'm going to show you some video clips, and we'll talk through that. Then there's Caleb Fairley. Okay, he's the opposite. He is not clean. He is not sound. He is raw athleticism and has an insane ceiling. Caleb Fairley could be so good. He could be the top corner in the NFL. Nobody would be surprised. He opted out this year, um, but he his ball skills are nuts. 6'2", 207. Um, the thing that I wrote is sticky and cat-like. I, I kept saying he sticks to defenders. Uh, anyway, and then you got J.C. Horn of South Carolina, another big physical corner. I haven't got through his film yet. I'm going to be doing that this weekend. So for all the Patreon subscribers, just want to say thank you. Um, we're going to get some J.C. Horn from South Carolina film this weekend. So stay tuned for that. And if you haven't joined us, man, come on. Uh, head over there. Uh, Patreon.com, 49ers Rush. I just loaded, I think we got over two hours of clips in this week just at the cornerback position. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. I love it. And so just watching film with you guys and going through that. Now, also, I do have to say, we are giving away a Nick Bosa jersey next episode. Next episode for the Countdown Crew. So if you are one of those people that's like, man, what is this Countdown hashtag CC crap I see all the time? You get a free Nick Bosa jersey. Just for hitting notification bell on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, wherever it is you listen. 
hit that notification bell and be ready. Next episode, we'll be going next week. And, man, free Nick Bosa jersey. Uh, why not? Come on, guys. Jump on it. So let's talk Patrick Sertan. All right? This guy, he's so clean. Now, every single corner in this class has some red flags. His red flag, top end speed. Gets beat deep. Um, not, not a lot, but it's not elite either. So uh, here we go. I want to jump in just real quick uh, to a clip. It's about a minute long. This is Patrick Sertan II. Obviously, we know his, that name, right? His dad, uh, who was a Pro Bowl corner, he's out there. So here we go. This is Patrick Sertan being tested deep. And again, even if you uh, aren't watching on YouTube, you can just kind of follow along. Um, here we go. Patrick Sertan. Oops, wrong button. Let's do that again. Here we go. Man coverage, you got inside safety help, looks like. So what you want to stop him from doing is having an outside release. That's what you can't allow here. Good inside. Man, hands on him, strong. In phase, perfect. Speed, up, oh, starting to give up a little territory. But you've got help to the inside. So allow it to go. Hands on him, slow him down. Oh, go make a play on the ball. Didn't really have a shot. That's just good bracket kind of coverage with the inside safety help. Does give up a couple strides to him, though. And this is, we're being nitpicky here. You know, this is one of the guys that's going to be, you know, in the conversation for top corner in the draft. He does give up a couple strides. Um, great, 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 great. Now he starts to distance himself. Stays outside what you like because, again, you have inside help. So calm. He never is flustered. Even if he's out of phase, he's so calm and collected. The attitude, the, the kind of alpha male mentality that he has there. Eh, I know my job. I'm going to do my job. And, and so that's Patrick Sertan. Um, clean and sound. He doesn't get targeted. It, 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 like, you know, you go through every single clip of this game coaching tape and you know, several games, and you're just like, man, the teams don't even look his way. And that's the respect that this kid has earned through three years in the SEC. He was voted. He was a 2020 SEC Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Nobody targeted him. <laughs> that is the respect that you get. So whenever you draft him, you're getting somebody that's calm, cool, poise all the time. He's not somebody that's ever going to get rattled. That's just not who he is. His film is boring, though. And there's two positions where film that is boring is a good thing. One is cornerbacks. The second is offensive linemen. Uh, when they just negate the pass rush every single play, there's no give or take. It's just like guy running into a wall and quitting. Um, I, I call him a duck corner uh, because it's kind of like a duck in the pond, right? Like when they're on top of the water, they're calm, cool, and collected. But underwater, those feet are going crazy. His footwork is wonderful. Nick Saban, probably one of the best things about Nick Saban coach defenders, uh, secondary players, is their footwork's always elite. Them in Washington, um, University of Washington, which their D.C. just went to Texas. Pretty excited about that. Um, hook them horns. But anyway, they're the most best coached secondary players. Now, is there a history, a bad history, between Nick Saban and the 49ers, yeah, you bet your ass there is. Um, you know, he, he definitely oversold some things and hid some truth and wasn't honest with our personnel, and so that affects it. Does that mean 
that Patrick Sertan now is no longer going to be a first-round option? I don't think so. I, th- I think he still is an option there. But this guy, the problem is, and the probably biggest negative, he's not super aggressive in the run game. He'll get involved. He's more aggressive than Caleb Fairley is in the run game. Um, but anyway, here's another clip real quick of Patrick Sertan, a really good clip where he just, man, he runs the route. He's a film junkie. I don't know that from hearing that from the coaches. I don't know that because he said he's a film junkie. I know that because he knows what routes are coming so freaking often. And here's one of those examples. Oh, man, he took away that route. Woo. Like that safety play. Watch this. This is the play he got beat on earlier. He's got to kind of just stick to the outside, stem to the outside, and then come underneath on a drag. Watch him just cut this guy off. Ooh, I ran the route for you. Look at this. I'm in front of you. you you're not throwing this. Man, that is good. That is very good technique. And, and so you see those plays consistently. It's not like it just does it once or twice. He knows what's coming. So he's a head case corner, and I mean that in the best way, because he it, it's, it's, it's freaking Richard Sherman. Now, he doesn't have Richard Sherman attitude or talking trash or whatever. That's Caleb Fairley who we're about to get to. But Patrick Sertan II is going to be a first-round corner. Uh, would not be shocked at all if he is the first corner off the board because he's a plug-and-play guy. This is a guy that 100% is going to start week one. Uh, I think Caleb Fairley will as well. But he is clean and polished. But his ceiling is not near as high as either of the other two corners. I don't don't believe it is because top-end speed is going to be a concern. Now, without the combine, God, that sucks so bad. Um, Just without that, you're you're not going to know his top-end speed very well. Pro days are always off, and they always benefit the player. So we'll have to see what happens. But the 40-yard dash isn't that important for almost every single position. But the one position where it is of supreme importance, it's the cornerback position. Because if you get beat deep, you have to have that speed to make up and go get it. And I don't think Patrick Sertan has it. So that's an issue. Now, some of the stats for him, I mean, the guy was just all over the place. Uh, He was only targeted 49 times in 2019. This is uh, back a full year. So a lot of the stats I'm going by are off of 2019 because... That was a full year, so it kind of makes sense. Everybody kind of goes against everybody this year. Not everybody played, whatever else. But targeted 49 times, he only gave up 28 receptions. One touchdown allowed, two interceptions, a 65.1 passer rating allowed. He was all over the place. Um, he's a hell of a player. So that's Patrick Sertan. I really, really do like him. I would. He's a perfect fit for the 49ers and what they do zone-wise and all that stuff. He can handle everything. Now, a cover three-corner. A little bit of a red flag there. It's not elite play. Uh, just because, again, a little bit of a question mark with the deep speed. But he is great in zone. He's amazing in man. Uh, he can do it all, as most Alabama corners kind of can. And there's a history of a lot of success. Uh, Marlon Humphrey's probably one of the top five corner in the league, uh, you know, over with um, <clears throat> the Ravens. Uh, you've seen it. Ray Kirkpatrick, you know, he's bounced around a little bit, but he, he's he's a corner. You got Mika Fitzpatrick. You've seen these guys have success at the next level. And so you don't want to helmet scout too much, but there's a track record um, and how it translates. Now, uh, let's go to the guy I like more. Uh, I have him rated ahead of 
Patrick Sertan. That's Caleb Fairley, six foot two, two oh seven, sticky and cat like. This guy's a two year starter. Raw, raw, raw. Uh, <laughs> he was a quarterback, quarterback in high school. He was recruited as a wide receiver to Virginia Tech. And so his first year, he went through training camp as a wide receiver. And it's like, you know what? Let's try this kid at corner. Holy cow, it didn't take long. Ball skills out the wazoo. This guy goes for the interceptions. Way more fun to watch, um, which is positive and negative. Um, does have his red flags as well. Um, he does not like to get involved in the run game. Again, he was a quarterback and a wide receiver. Now, his body, his physicality's there. It's a mindset issue. Now, somebody is going to say, oh, we can teach him to be physical. And maybe they can, maybe they can't. We can't interview him. <laughs> and so we, we don't know how that's going to go. But this guy only played two years. And he opted out 2020. So he didn't play 2020. He was already projected as a first-round corner. So he just said, I'm out whenever you know COVID and all that kind of stuff. was." He was one of the very first people to opt out. Um, but, you know, he's got – he's fun. Um, so here we go. Here is just to show you again the difference. What do you want out of corner? You want deep speed? This kid's got it. So this is Caleb Fairley covering the deep route and just showing his speed off. Uh, here we go. Caleb Fairley, uh, Virginia Tech cornerback. No safety help again. Opens his hips. Gosh. His top end speed, man. I wish we had the freaking combine for this kid. He just seems like he has it. Watch him turn, okay? The rule is if you're even, you're leaving. Not with him. He is a strider. And he makes up that ground that ground that he loses. This is a guy that you don't have to roll a safety over the top with. You're playing against guys like DK Metcalf, whatever. I'm not saying he's as fast as DK Metcalf, but that is the strength of this kid. You don't have to have safety over the top with him. The length and the speed, ooh, is good, man. I think the majority of teams will have him as the number one corner with an asset or an asterisk next to it saying uh, physicality is an issue. It, it is an issue. Um, so you look at Caleb Fairley. There, everybody has issues. Otherwise, they'd be a top five pick. Even top five picks have issues, to be honest with you. So number one, phys physicality in the run game. Um, that's an issue. Number two, got some injury history. Uh, and I, I just felt a lot of you guys just cringe like, oh, you sold us on him. Why are you doing that? Uh, he had a non-contact ACL back in 2017. Rehabbed, started two years after that, looked fine. Started having back spasms. Okay, Now this is a concern. Uh, played through them, didn't miss any games, but they were a problem. Now the fact that he opted out this year is huge. Those medical checks, that's going to be everything. Um, back spasms are rough. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but he was able to play through them just fine. This kid's ceiling, I'm telling you right now, it's the highest in the draft of any cornerback. It's, it's the highest. The, the kid has everything. Six interceptions in his two years as a starter. Ball skills, top-end speed, length, physicality. He's got it all. But, again, <laughs> Trent Baalke's going to love this guy. That's all i got to say. The good news is we have two full years after his ACL, so it's not like he's coming off of an ACL already. Um, here is another clip of Caleb Fairley uh, just showing you his ball skills. Holy cow, man. This guy is aggressive. And the funny thing is, before this play, before this play, they did a double move deep. 
and he kind of bit on the in route. And then he was able to make up the speed. They didn't throw it his way on the kind of out and up. But then the very next play, they ran a comeback route. And he deleted it from his memory because he went straight for it. So here we go. Here's Caleb Fairley uh, just showing his ball skills and aggressiveness. Very few negatives. Experience and physicality. Man, 6'2", 210. Ooh, 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 ooh. That is defense right there. Watch him drive on this. No, why would you throw that? He ran the damn route. Caleb Fairley, baby. His feet are all over the place. His hips freaking swinging. And it doesn't matter. This guy just doesn't give up separation. Even playing a little too high, but it doesn't matter. He just has a feel for the game. God, that's incredible. Whew. Let's see this other side. I mean, he's got nowhere to throw that ball. He is on top of him. Gosh, man. Quarterback shouldn't have thrown that at all. So, uh, and just to kind of put things into perspective, again, focusing on 2019 stats just because both these corners played there. He was targeted 50 times in 2019. He allowed 18 receptions, so less. Only 257 yards, one touchdown allowed, had four interceptions in 2019, a 26.8 passer rating. 12 forced uh, incompletions. He's all over the freaking place. The kid is good. Uh, if you want to know the perfect body style and aggressive defender to play in a cover three, you draw up Caleb Fairley. He's perfect. He's absolutely perfect for what the 49ers do. Physicality, experience, and injury history. Is that enough <clears throat> to say no on this? Um, you know, I don't have J.C. Horn up yet. Yet, uh, he is a corner that fits in this conversation with him. I'm doing that this weekend again. But <clears throat> here's the question. Draft philosophy. What do you do if you're the 49ers, right? Let, let's say you fix the quarterback position or whatever, or you ignore it, eh, whatever. Let's say you want to go cornerback in the first round. What do you do whenever all three of these guys are staring you in the face? Do you draft ceiling, who's going to be the best eventually? Or do you draft who's ready now? There is no doubt Patrick Sertan is cleaner now. But again, if you were to ask me, man, can Patrick Sertan be a top five corner in the NFL? I don't think he can. Does that mean you don't draft him? I don't think so. Uh, Tony Gwynn is like the best one of my favorite baseball players of all time. Dude couldn't hit home runs, but it was singles and doubles all day long. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so let's kind of see what that looks like, you know. Um, we'll just kind of have to see what happens. But anyway, um, I love it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Again, if you want more film stuff, uh, head over to Patreon. That's where that's going to be. Next week, we got a couple big episodes. Um one, we're giving away a free Nick Bosa jersey next time, so that's what's up. Make sure you hit that notification bell. And I'll be all active on Twitter, uh, going crazy, putting up as many clips as I can. But, uh, man, this is fun. It, always great jumping on here and talking with you guys. Just want to say thank you. Really appreciate all the support. Uh, we're going to be here all year round. Draft talk, man. We've got just under 100 days until the NFL draft, so uh, i got to get to work. <laughs> i got a lot of work to do. Uh, but thank you, and as always, stay strong, faithful.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.